Chapter 1 of The Outdoor Girls at Rainbow Lake. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Outdoor Girls at Rainbow Lake by Laura Lee Hope. A Grand Surprise. Girls, I've got the grandest surprise for you. Betty Nelson crossed the velvety green lawn and crowded into the hammock, slung between two apple trees which were laden with green fruit. First she had motioned for Grace Ford to make room for her, and then sank beside her chum with a sigh of relief. Oh, it was so warm walking over, she breathed, and I did come too fast, I guess. She fanned herself with a filmy handkerchief. But the surprise, Molly Bellette reminded Betty. I'm coming to it, my dear, but just let me get my breath. I didn't know I hurried so. Swing, Grace. With a daintily shod foot, a foot slender and in keeping with her figure, Grace gave a rather languid push and set the hammock to swinging in wider arcs. Amy Stonington, who had not joined in the talk since the somewhat hurried arrival of Betty, strolled over to the hammock and began peering about in it that is, in as much of it as the fluffy skirts of the two occupants would allow to be seen. "'I don't see it,' she said in gentle tones. Everything Amy did was gentle, and her disposition was always spoken of as sweet by her chums, though why such an inapt word is generally selected to describe what might better be designated as natural is beyond comprehension. "'I don't see it,' murmured Amy." what asked grace quickly i guess she means that box of chocolates murmured molly it's no use amy for grace finished the last of them long before betty blew in on us or should i say drifted really it's too warm to do more than drift today you finished the last of the candy yourself exclaimed grace with spirit if grace had one failing or a weakness it was for chocolates I did not, snapped Molly. Her own failing was an occasional burst of temper, and not of French lilac shade either, as Betty used to say. It was of no uncertain color, was Molly's temper at times. Yes, you did, insisted Grace. Don't you remember? It was one with a cherry inside, and we both wanted it, and you got it, declared Molly. If you say I took it. That's right, Grace. You did have it, said gentle Amy. Don't you recall? You held it in one hand behind your back and told Billy to choose. Billy was Molly's chummy name. That's so, admitted Grace, and Molly didn't guess right. I beg your pardon, Molly. It's so warm and the prickly heat bothers me so that I can hardly think of anything but that I'm going in and get some talcum powder. I've got some of the loveliest scent, the Yamayama flower from Japan. It sounds nice, murmured Betty, but girls, excuse me, murmured Grace, making a struggle to arise from the hammock, never a graceful feat for a girl or woman. Don't, you'll spill me, screamed Betty, clutching at the yielding sides of the net. Grace, there! There would have been a spill, except that Amy caught the swaying hammock and held it until Grace managed, more or less gracelessly, to get out. There's the empty box, she remarked, as it was disclosed where it had lain hidden between herself and Betty. Not a crumb left, Amy, my dear, but I fancy I have a fresh box in the house, if Will hasn't found them. 
He's always snooping, if you'll pardon my slang. I wasn't looking for candy, replied Amy. It's my handkerchief, that new lace one. I fancied I left it in the hammock. Wait, I'll get up, said Betty. Don't you dare let go, Amy. I don't see why I'm so foolish as to wear this tight skirt. We didn't bother with such style when we were off on our walking tour. Oh, blessed tour, sighed Molly. I wish we could go on another one. To the North Pole! And she vigorously fanned herself with a magazine cover. Betty rose, and Amy found what she was looking for. Grace walked slowly over the shaded lawn toward her house, at which the three chums had gathered this beautiful, if too warm, July day. Betty, Amy, and Molly made a simultaneous dive for the hammock and managed all three to squeeze into it, with Betty in the middle. Oh, dear, she cried, this is too much. Let me out and you girls can have it to yourselves. Besides, I want to talk and I can't do it sitting down very well. You used to, observed Amy, smoothing out her rather crumpled dress and making dabs at her warm face with the newly discovered handkerchief. The kind of talking I'm going to do now calls for action. Business, as the stage people call it, explained Betty. I want to walk around and swing my arms. Besides, I can't properly do justice to the subject sitting down. Oh, girls, I've got the grandest surprise for you. Her eyes sparkled and her cheeks glowed. She seemed electrified with some piece of news. That's what you said when you first came, spoke Molly. But we seem to get off the track. Start over, Betty. That's a dear, and tell us all about it. Take that willow chair, and Billy pointed to an artistic green one that harmonized delightfully with the grass and the gray bark of an apple tree against which it was drawn. No, I'm going to stand up, went on Betty. Anyhow, I don't want to start until Grace comes back. I detest telling a thing over twice. If Grace can't find that box of chocolates, she'll most likely run down to the store for another, said Amy. And that means we won't hear the surprise for ever so long, said Molly. Go on, Bet. Tell us, and we'll retell it to Grace when she comes. That will get rid of your objection. And Molly tucked back several locks of her pretty hair that had strayed loose when the vigorous hammock action took place. No, I'd rather tell it to you all together, insisted Betty with a shake of her head. It wouldn't be fair to Grace to tell it to you two first. We'll wait. I'll go in and ask her to hurry, ventured Amy. She was always willing to do what she could to promote peace, harmony, and general good feeling. If ever anyone wanted anything done, Amy was generally the first to volunteer. There's no great hurry, said Betty. Though, from the way I rushed over here, you might think so. But really, it is the grandest thing. Oh, girls, such a time as may be ahead of us this summer— and she pretended to hug herself in delight. Betty Nelson, you've just got to tell us, insisted Molly. Look out, Amy, I'm going to get up. Getting up from a hammock, or doing anything vigorous, for that matter, was always a serious business with quick Molly. She generally warned her friends not to stand too close. Never mind, here comes Grace, interrupted Amy. Do sit still, Molly, it's too warm to juggle, or is it jiggle? around so. Make it wiggle, suggested Betty. 
do hurry grace called molly we can't hear about the grand surprise until you get here and we're both just dying to know what it is i couldn't find my chocolates said grace as she strolled gracefully up making the most of her slender figure i just know will took them isn't he horrid never mind did you bring the talcum asked amy we can sprinkle it on green apples and pretend it's fruit juice don't you dare suggest such a thing when my little twins come along as they're sure to do sooner or later spoke molly referring to her brother and sister paul and dora or more often dodo aged four they were regular tykes whatever that is molly said so and she ought to know if you gave them that idea she went on we'd have them both in the hospital however they're not likely to come today why not asked betty for the twins had a habit of appearing most unexpectedly and in the most out-of-the-way places they're over at aunt kitty's for the day and i told mamma i shouldn't mind if she kept them for a week oh the dears murmured amy you wouldn't say so if you saw how they upset my room yesterday i like a little peace and quietness exclaimed molly i love paul and dodo but and she shrugged her shoulders effectively only as the french can here's the talcum spoke grace i'm sorry about the chocolates wait until i see will and she shook an imaginary brother never mind dear it's too hot for candies anyhow consoled betty pass the talcum and she reached for the box that molly was then using it has the most delightful odor grace where did you get it it's a new sample lot harrison's pharmacy got in mr harrison gave me a box to try and said he wanted you to recommend it to your friends i've no doubt remarked molly he didn't say so but i haven't any hesitation in doing so i just love it it is nice said amy i'm going to get some the next time i go downtown the spicy scent of the perfumed talcum powder mingled with the odor of the grass the trees and the flowers over which the bees were humming come come betty exclaimed molly vigorously when shining noses had been rendered immune from the effects of the sun when do we hear that wonderful secret of yours right away make yourselves comfortable i'm going to walk about and get the proper action to go with the words now what did i do with that letter and she looked in her belt upper sleeve and in the folds of her waist gracious i hope i haven't lost it she exclaimed glancing about anxiously was it only a letter asked molly something of a disappointment manifesting itself in her tones only a letter repeated betty with proper emphasis well i like the way you say that it isn't a common letter by any means is it from that queer mr blackford whose five hundred dollar bill we found when we were on our walking trip asked amy with strange recollections of that queer occurrence no it was from my uncle amos marlin a former sea captain was the answer a most quaint and delightful character as you'll all say when you meet him then we are going to meet him interjected grace questioningly yes he is coming to pay me a visit was that the grand surprise amy wanted to know indeed not oh there's the letter and betty caught up a piece of paper from underneath the hammock i'll read it to you it's quite funny and in it he says he's going to give me the grandest surprise that ever a girl had it 
But what is the surprise itself, inquired Molly. Oh, he didn't say exactly, spoke Betty, smoothing out the letter, but I know from the way he writes that it will be quite wonderful. Everything Uncle Amos does is wonderful. He's quite rich and... Hark! exclaimed Amy. A voice was calling. Miss Ford! Miss Ford! Yes, Nellie, what is it? asked Grace, as she saw a maid coming towards her, beckoning. Your brother wants you on the telephone, Miss Ford, answered the maid. He says it's quite important, and he wants you to please hurry. Excuse me, flung back Grace as she hurried off. I'll be back in a minute. I hope he's going to confess where he put those chocolates. End of chapter one.